0: Let's talk about uh, hashtag me too for a second. Um, A lot of harassment in the IT industry. So I can share with you as a gay male, it was extremely difficult to to be, to fit in because they always looked at me as, ah, he's the gay guy, he's no good, but I was good. So people did not like to be, to say gay guy thriving and also overachieving themselves for them.
1: Hello, this is Alexander Lauren, and I would like to welcome you to The Biggest Win Sales Podcast. Today is July the 11th, and my special guest today is Francois LeMay. Francois, how are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Alex? I
1: am excellent. I'm excellent. Okay, small little bio on Francois. Francois has 20 years experience as a sales consultant in the software industry. He started his career at IBM and then eventually worked for other software and consulting services organizations in banking and financial services. So, Francois, 20 years in software and consulting, how have you been able to keep your enthusiasm up in that
0: time? Well, I would say it's, it's been a challenge. Um, so I graduated back in 1990. Um, in Sherbrooke uh, at Sherbrooke University, and then moved to Toronto because I saw there was like a huge opportunity, especially in IT, and big corporations are here. So I made the move, uh, went to IBM, was thrilled with the company, had tons of um, I would say uh, sales experience, but also just the training. IBM was the foundation of of my success today, basically because what I learned there back then I still use today. Enthusiasm um, at times is hard to to keep and I think everybody could relate. With sales, you've got your ups and downs. Um, and especially in an organization, if you see opportunities for career growth, if you have enough pipeline and you see that the deals are moving, hey, you're happy. However, sometimes things are not moving along um, for me I need to have change right um, even in in my career it could it it cannot be stagnant I like to have change and if I see there's no change then I leave the company so I was at IBM for about like seven years um but if you know back then there was the dot-com crash so a bunch of us got laid off and after that I would say for a period of 10 years I've been bouncing off, like bouncing from job to job. Um, it was difficult to keep the enthusiasm. They would promise me a good territory, a good culture. It's great. It's amazing. And you get there and it's not a good job at all. Um, so I would say I, I kept looking for jobs and that's how I kept my motivation and, and, and enthusiasm going because I thought eventually. I'm going to find the right job. Um, about five years ago, Alexander and I, uh, we connected because I needed some coaching. I was not happy where I was. So through, um, I would say, you and I went through some coaching for about a couple months. And it was really about getting to know myself. You knew the answer, but I had to come up with, with that answer. And the bottom line is I realized i was always working in the wrong environment in the wrong cell structure ibm was fantastic so we'll exclude them but anywhere else um it was a product that was hard to understand um we didn't have much sales training it was just marketing material so it was always a struggle to try to sell i always overachieved my quota i did well but it was a struggle but also what I'd like to bring into the conversation is that I realized um, I was a millennial that was born 15 years too early. So I'm dating myself here, uh, aging myself here. But um, the the old corporate world never worked for me. And I'm sure the millennials that are listening could totally relate. Um, I don't work well in an environment that's too rigid, too stuffy, too old school. I've got colleagues or, or friends that thrive in those environments, but through our coaching, you and I, Alexander, we, I realized, and, and that's the answer you wanted me to come up with, and I eventually clicked. I was in the wrong environment. Let's talk about uh, hashtag me too for a second. Um, a lot of harassment in the IT industry. So I can share with you as a gay male, it was extremely difficult to, to be, to fit in because they always looked at me as, ah, oh, he's the gay guy, he's no good, but I was good. So people did not like to be, um, to say gay guy thriving and also overachieving their sales quota. So that disturbs them. So what I'm trying to say, and thank God for the hashtag me movement because women that get harassed by a male or female then it's not just it – do, it doesn't stop there. You get the black person, the black woman or the black guy or the gay person. We all get hit at some point, right? So I had companies where I had harassment. It was not pleasant at all. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's all I could say. And then about three years ago, I had an opportunity to work uh, at Workiva. Uh, that's a U.S. based uh, software company that specializes in, in financial reporting and, uh, and audits. And I thought, well, okay, it's still IT, but I'm selling to finance. I'm not sure. I'd never heard of that company. I did my research. They have 70% market share. Um, and for me, during my interview process, it was so important about, about the culture. Anyways, I, 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 I took a leap of faith and uh, joined Workiva three years ago. I can say that three years later, I'm so happy because finally I found a culture uh, that's the right fit for me. And I'm a, the right fit for them. A lot of millennials work there as well. And I can totally relate to that because today to be able to thrive in this economy, um, it's all about collaboration with with your um, colleagues and, and teammates
1: you would so you mentioned that you had companies where you you know there was discrimination because you know you know you're a gay man is so is Workiva like the first organization that you've worked for that didn't show discrimination
0: it's always one or two individuals that ruin it right if someone's after you um you know my relationship Relationship with other people were good, but with work, Eva, I've never had anything. Um, what's interesting is that for them, there's zero tolerance for harassment, um, sexual harassment, especially because we are, we are in the IT industry. Um, but I feel comfortable and I would say I I told my boss at the time, you know, I didn't say I was gay, but I said, I've got a partner of 25 years is an interior designer. Um, but what he did when he was selling me internally so I could get hired, he didn't say I was gay, but he said, you know, I was, you know, with David and, you know, uh, we've been together for 25 years. So everybody knew up to the CFO and to the CEO that I was gay. So the cards were on the table. So I made sure it was that way because I wanted to make sure I wouldn't get harassed anymore because enough is enough, right? Um, and yeah, um, I, I love it there. It, it's such, I can thrive over there and be myself. What's interesting about Workiva is we were founded about 10 years ago and they really did the research, especially we need to keep the millennials in place. Um, it's all about collaboration, but also having that flexibility at work. Um, a lot of people don't get the millennials, but I get them because during your work days, you need to fit in your your yoga or you know meditation or going to the gym, and that's important to me as well. Um, so I feel that I'm in a safe environment, and because of you, Alexander, like not just to, you know, but you've been you, you've changed my life because I took a gamble going with work um it, You know, I always went with the big corporate structures, which were not for me. Um, you know, for me, I'm a relaxed person. I'm professional. I work very hard, but I need to have that creativity and a bit of leeway in my job to breathe and, and work with people and share ideas and not be afraid to be, um, you know, harassed or laughed at or ridiculed because you come with this weird idea or someone doesn't really agree with you. Um, It's just um, it's just fantastic. I I couldn't be happier
1: today. You deserve to be in that environment. (laughs) I mean, you You work very hard. Finally, Uh, Look, I want to I want to ask you, like, what is it that you did with like, say, just using this work as an example and going through the interview process because you got burned. In other situations, you had to suffer some discrimination or yes. men, much discrimination. Like, what were some of the things? Okay, so you mentioned that the cards were on the table, but what other things did you do? Like during that courting process, when you you're interviewing with, with the company, what were some of the questions you were asking, or 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 how did you qualify it to to really make sure that this was a really good fit for you?
0: Well, the first thing it was my first interview. I had to what I did, I put the cards on the table. I've been with the same guy for 25 years. So I thought if that first person has a problem, I want to know now so I can leave the interview process. Um, but I really also, um, it, it, it's kind of tough, Alexander, because people pro- project a certain image of a company and I've been there in the past and you get in and it's completely different. Um, What I saw is that, so my manager today, my senior director, basically uh, started working on Canada five years ago. And I was asking, okay, how many accounts, new logos did you bring in the last two years? And it was phenomenal. So I'm like, okay, this product sells well. What is the market share? Um, Of course, I was interviewed for the Quebec territory, which is very difficult to sell, uh, especially when you have a U.S.-based company. And I wanted to know, were they really adjusting the sales pitch to Quebec, right, because of the French? And they did. And they had a lot of logos. So by asking questions, I saw that this is a product that goes well. And uh, I graduated from uh, Sherbrooke University uh, in the same promotion as a colleague of mine. Um, who's in accounting, and she knew about the company and she said, Francois, I, I love the product, we use it. Um, we get excellent service. That that was another thing, is was, is the product selling well? Is it a good product? What about the sales training? That's the other thing that's so key in sales. So if you have a good product, you have a good service, clients that are happy, and a culture that really uh, empowers the employees to do their best every day. Even though you make mistakes, it's okay. You're learning. So that's what I was able to qualify. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take a chance. I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, I was afraid. I was a little bit skeptical, but I thought I got to try it. And then boom, It's just like, wow, amazing. And sometimes in life, it takes a while to get where you want to be. Um, and it's really knowing yourself right not always easy yeah
1: well it you certainly did your your due diligence and and i suppose um what well, the, the the cliche is like risk reward right it's a bit yes. of a higher risk but exactly. the rewards are better yeah know?
0: exactly yes i
1: don't want to i don't want to beat on it too much yes. but can you can you just share with the listener who might be in a bit of a discriminatory environment on like, h- how should people salespeople that feel that they're getting discriminated because of uh, gender or, or whatever it is, yeah. sexual orientation, what do, what do you, do you have any advice for them on
0: on how to proceed? Well, the first thing is you go to HR. Um, and I've done that in the past. That didn't re- really help me. Uh, but I know at a company People were just, there were a couple, two or three individuals, uh, and there was a, a VP that did not like me at all. Um, they start creating lies about yourself. So go with HR. I was able, able to, with HR to really prove my case that what was said about me was, uh, was false. So legal, so HR saw that, so they were able to uh, involve their legal team because it was serious. Uh, there was also a black male uh, who was a solutions architect that was being harassed as well. So I said, "Listen, we live that every day. We're not making this up. But people just to, you know, be condescending and be mean, they, they you know, they they start stories stories about yourself. So I think too with the hashtag um, Me Too movement." I think HR is more, in any companies, are, will listen and take every, um, I would say, harassment um, cases very seriously because it is serious, right? So, and, and, you know, if I went back in time, I would fight with HR and eventually they package you out because they don't want a lawsuit. It's so negative and so draining and depressing. It's like, just leave. It's unfortunate when you have harassment that you have to go, but sometimes if you can't change the culture, if it's one indiv- individual, it's one thing, but get legal advice um, or just change jobs altogether. It, it's hard to do, but if you hit a wall, sometimes um, that's what you have to do. And that's what I did with, uh, w- at Workiva, the, the previous job I had enough I had to go, um, and then I got this opportunity and it's awesome. Yeah.
1: Great. So it's either, you know, have some trust in, in HR, try to go that route, but that could still be a battle. And if it's it depends on if you want, what kind of battle you want. If you want, you know, something long and drawn out, then, you know, then uh, register your complaint and do whatever you, what you have to do. But if you want it quick and easy, then just leave. Is that yeah. Right?
0: Yes. And, and it's hard to say, like, you know, you want to, you're like, well, why should I be arrested and leave? And this is happening to so many women or gay males or because of your culture or whatever it might be, it's unfortunate. What I've, what I've realized is if the tone from the top, it, it, the tone comes from the top, right? So at Workiva, it's so cool. It's all about being inclusive. Um, if you don't have that in your company, is just just change the job. It's unfortunate, it's not friggin. It took me so long to get this. It's like, well, I'm gonna succeed here and HR is gonna help me. But sometimes it's like, well, they have to package you up because if they don't, then there's gonna be a lawsuit because I'm proving that I'm right. So there's litigation here. Um, so for me, my advice is just go to HR and then you gotta make your decision, talk to your partner or wife or husband And make a decision. And that came down to me, like my partner said, you're not happy. You need to make a change. I don't want you to take anything, take your time, but do your research. And and enough's enough. You just need to focus on your career and not just noise and distractions uh, that are so unpleasant, by the way. Um, It's not fun.
1: I really appreciate you sharing that with me and, and the listener. I'm sure someone is going to listen and that's going to make an impact with someone um, thank you so much for doing that Francois
0: well my pleasure there's there's a job for everybody out there and you know it, it life always brings you what you're looking for It's just patience yeah. sometimes you go through a long journey
1: can can you tell tell us a little bit about some of the the, the mentors that you've had do you, can you pay do you would you like to pay homage or a shout out to anyone
0: yes. A big shout out to Sue at IBM. I started there. I was about 27 years old. That was so great. And Sue was, you know, a little bit older than me, had experience. And she took me under her wing. And and it made such a difference because I had just moved from Montreal. And sometimes I would translate things into English. And it would come out the wrong way. People would get upset and offended. But because she knew a bit of the French, so, so she was able to smooth things out. Uh, but she always coached me um, uh, during my career. Um, also, Nick at IBM was a good coach. But I would say my boss, Luke, at Workiva, um, is a great mentor. He's not just a boss, but a mentor. Um, he's not just, okay, What's where's your pipeline and where's this deal? He really helps me uh, with with coaching, with mentoring. But it helps, helps me with deals because, you know, it was, okay, at, at, at a certain point of the self cycle, you're going to have this roadblock to overcome because so he's like always thinking five steps ahead so that, and he's going to work with me and do it, you know, behind the scenes so that when I get to a certain stage in the self cycle, things flow through as opposed to, uh-oh, this or that needs to be approved internally. So then it stalls the deal. Um, but I've never seen a person that's been so involved, um, even with, cause I do my, my demos on my own and he's always there, you know, um, to critique me in a constructive manner so I can improve. So I could say today, if I'm this successful, I work here because of Luke, um, um, he made me successful by spending a lot of time, especially at the beginning, um, being with me along the way. For every step of the way, and I think you know you need managers that really put um, you know the stake in the game um, to make you successful. Yeah,
1: wonderful, wonderful. All right, Francois, are you ready for the biggest win sales challenge?
0: <laughs> I guess I am. Do I win a prize?
1: <laughs> um, geez, I haven't thought about the prizes. I could, I could. If you win, I'll send you a certificate.
0: Perfect. Listen, I'm older. I'm an older, I'm a man of a certain age, but I think like a millennial. That's why I'm asking. Is there a prize? I do love prizes, by the way.
1: I know you'll, you'll, you'll go down into the hall of fame. The biggest win. Perfect. Hall of Fame.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it.
1: All right, I've got uh, 10 questions. So actually, I've got more than 10 questions. I've got 15 questions. I'll give you 16 seconds to answer all 15. If you're stuck, just say pass, and I'll move on to the next question.
0: I'm not good at the most, but let's do it. <laughs> all right, so
1: let's see how many questions you can answer correctly. The score to beat is eight. Let's put 60 okay. seconds on the clock. The clock will begin after I ask you the first question. Are you ready?
0: I am ready. Let's go.
1: <laughs> if you have to eat two frogs, which one should you eat
0: first? The French frog.
1: The sale of what was prohibited during prohibition? Alcohol. True or false, you are allowed to sell your soul on eBay? False. What does a milliner make and sell?
0: A milliner? A milliner. A milliner. I don't know. <laughs>
1: True or false, George Clooney used to sell insurance? False. The film Glengarry Glen Ross depicts two days in the lives of four salesmen. What did they sell? Pass. Who wrote The Greatest Salesman in the World? Uh, Trump. Where is the place to sit in a one-on-one lunch with a prospect or client? Starbucks. What was the first thing sold on the internet? A music CD, a domain name, or a book? Uh, Music CD. In a typical 60 minute sales call, how many minutes did researchers find the salesperson talked versus the client? 47 minutes, 30 minutes, or 20 minutes?
0: 47 minutes.
1: 47 minutes. Well
0: done. Time is up. Well done. Salespeople talk too much, including (laughs) myself.
1: All right, I'm counting four, which is okay. very, very good. Four is very good. Uh, let's see here, two frog. What'd you say? The French frog? If you had to eat two frogs, which one which which one?
0: <laughs> if you have two, which one? Well, I don't know.
1: Well, you know what? I'll t- I'll take the French frog, but the I I would have also accepted the ugliest. Um. Okay. Uh, oh two-
0: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A milliner makes and sells hats. George Clooney sold insurance. Did, uh, okay. Glenn, Gary, I Glenn, so. Glenn, Gary, Glenn, Glenn, Gary, Glen Ross. Thought... They sold ins- uh, they sold real estate. A uh, greatest salesman in the world, Og Mandino. And where is the best place to sit in a one on one lunch with a prospect or client? You said Starbucks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and says, ne- um, the answer. This is what I got from the answer. Next to the client at a squared table, not across from the client.
0: Oh, I thought you meant the type of restaurant <laughs> or oh, next to him, not across. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and you're right. Uh, in a 60-minute sales call, 47 minutes for the salesperson, 13 minutes for the
0: client. Yeah, that I know for sure. <laughs> We've been trained at work, Eva. Don't talk so much. Let the client talk, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> well done. Well done. Well, uh, thank you for indulging me. Thank you for playing my game.
0: It was so much fun. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, François, it's the biggest win sales podcast. Can you tell us something about your biggest win?
0: My biggest win, I would say, um, when I used to work for a financial services company, at um, just you know left IBM, I was able to really zone in onto what the client wanted. I did a lot of discovery at different levels of the um, executives. And one day I met one of the VP F- of finance and I said, okay, I just want to make sure I understand your requirements and uh, my solution aligns with, um, with uh, your objectives, business objectives. And one day she said, Oh, this thing is really important to my CFO. So I really geared my solution and proposal uh you know from from the users um at the lower level but i always ensured that um the cfo's objectives were met and that that it was a multi-million dollar deal um and as a result i was able to to close that so and the complex deal as well yeah and i would say recently um there was a, a company in the aerospace industry um i was able to displace the competition so which is hard to do uh so i've had a few good wins really good wins the last few years but um also in my previous jobs i had a few success stories even though you know it wasn't always that this good i've always had success one or two huge deals at each company
1: What do you do in a situation like that, Francois, when you mentioned displaced competition, like what's the, what's the key to being successful at doing that?
0: Uh, That's such an interesting question. First, you never uh, bash the competition. You never say anything competitive, you know, uh, that's that's negative. You never put them down. My approach has always been, here is what's similar between this product and the other products out there. And here's how we do it better, right? Um, that's the best way. Clients can come to their own conclusion. You don't need to tell them, oh, this product is not good or it's it, it doesn't serve you a purpose. It doesn't go anywhere. So that's my advice here, right? You got to know your strengths. You got to know, you have to know your weaknesses as well and be upfront with it. That will gain, the clients will gain a lot of trust with you if you're upfront, as opposed to saying everything's good, we can do it all.
1: Yeah, wonderful. Hey, Francois, it was really, really, really great to connect with you. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Would you like to share any, any final thoughts or let people know how to connect with you? Uh, anything you'd like to say? Floor is yours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you need any coaching, <laughs> to reach Alexander. He's <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, if people have some questions, then they can reach me on my LinkedIn profile. Um, so I'd be happy to, you know, share any advice. Um, if someone has a question, absolutely.
1: Wonderful. Thanks again.
0: My pleasure. Take care. Thank you.
1: Well, that concludes today's episode of the Biggest Win Sales Podcast. Stay tuned for the bonus portion of the show, the podcast in a podcast, the micro podcast improv. Listener, if you would like to connect with me, send me an email at alexander at zencareers.ca or call my office at 647-417-0517. Have yourself a wonderful day and goodbye for now.
0: This is sophia
1: lauren and this is the micro podcast improv i wrote out a bunch of words cut them up and put them in a box my dad alexander and his guest will do a passion project segment on the word drawn creating a micro podcast improv enjoy the show bye welcome to the clouds micro podcast i am one half of the clouds micro podcast team Alexander, and I am joined with...
0: François Lemay.
1: François Lemay, Mr. Clouds himself. You know, uh, you, I've, I've seen you on clouds. Cloud9, they say, what is it that you love the most about clouds?
0: Well, clouds are gorgeous. They're different colors, um, especially when there's not too many. Um, I like to see the sun. It's very calming and soothing. Um, you can dream, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, you and I, we also have this ability to see clouds over people. Like when we see like the dark clouds, we can really see oh, the dark yes. clouds. But yeah. sometimes we could see like a green cloud and a yellow cloud. Do, yeah. do you have any examples of someone you've come in, in contact with and uh, and how they were and their cloud color?
0: Yeah. Well, you could feel the energy. It's it's if it's black or, or gray, it's just a negative energy. Of course, you know, you're not able to really see it, but you can feel it, right? Yeah. Green is someone that's like energy's flowing well they're they have a bubbly personality uh they're very um sympathetic uh, they're nice people if it's yellow uh, you know sometimes I'm like that you're not having such a good day you could have a headache you know your mind is full you're yeah you've got you're overwhelmed that's my interpretation here as a psychic
1: and and you know we don't often talk about this, but how do you feel about rain?
0: Oh, rain is nice in the summer; it cools you off. I love it, but I don't like rain in the fall. It makes you cold. It'll yeah. give you a cold.
1: Yeah, but do we you need, need
0: it need... for the plants. You know, well, absolutely.
1: For... I'm just wondering: do you think that we should separate rain from the clouds?
0: Yeah, we we should we should yeah. Yeah. yeah because with the technology we have today we should have nice clouds you know white yeah. clouds not the gray clouds and when we need to get rain it'd be nice to push a button and it's like okay the trees the forest you know nature needs rain they need to drink
1: yeah. yeah so we could
0: control that I I that's I think that would be a great invention yeah to do that so control the weather that's right I agree let's separate them. Yes. Yeah,
1: I mean we're highly evolved. We yeah, have all this wonderful technology. Yes, I could pay, I could pay for interactions with my phone. Yadi yeah, yeah, da, but let's do something about the clouds.
0: I agree. I mean, you know there's cloud software. So I'm sure mm-hmm. cloud software we could manage the clouds and the cloud.
1: Right, manage right? the cloud in the cloud. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Well, this has been a wonderful micro podcast about clouds. What do you say? We what do you what do you think we should talk about on micro podcast clouds number two? Clouds number two. Let's talk about how the
0: clouds. How you could see love when you're in the clouds.
1: Right? Nice. Nice. I, I, I love that potential elevation. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been a, a fantastic podcast episode on clouds. Why don't you have the final word?
0: Well, thank you for listening. I, I hope I wasn't too boring. But everyone, have a wonderful day. Today is, day is warm, but just get in the shade, get under a cloud so you can get you know some fresh air and not burn in the sun.